up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. I got Becca Shea with me today, and we are going to introduce a recording that she did inside of our Seven Figure Altitude group. So we had three of our Altitude members come on and do goal setting with her. They gave her some, she gave them some homework. They uh, talked about their goals, kind of three-year goals, one-year goals, short-term goals, uh, and really kind of dug into it and tried to dial it in. And it's we wanted to share the Altitude Group with you. These are some high-level investors that are doing um, quite a few number of deals, a profitable business, and to see the level of clarity that they have was really exciting. Uh, I shared kind of my word of the year on the previous podcast this year. So 2019, it was stability. 2020, it was clarity. And this year is going to be balance for me. And that's my focus. And um, if you guys uh, listen to the next podcast, Becca and I are going to dive deep into our goals. And we're going to give you a way to download our goal sheet and a goal sheet that you can use to fill out um, after the next episode. So uh, here's Becca and I talking about one of the recordings that we did inside the Altitude Group, um, some really amazing investors and some cool stuff that Becca's doing inside the Mastermind. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. All right, what's up, everybody? I'm here with Becca Shea, the one and only. And we both have our Seize the Day uh, shirts on from our meeting in Nashville. Um, and we are seizing the day right now, talking about Yay. 2021 goal setting and all that stuff. So um, as you guys know, Becca runs the accountability group. She she actually, created before she started working at Seven Figure Flipping, she was doing this on her own, running these accountability groups inside of our mastermind group and saw amazing results. So what we did was over the past year or so, we really dialed it in and had some amazing accountability groups inside of our mastermind. So if you're not a member of our mastermind, the one of the top things that we do is accountability. And like, like structured formatted accountability groups that meet and just they kill it so i'm doing this health um uh journey starting next week in january and actually when you guys listen to this i will already be starting my uh my dieting and nutrition coaching again so <laughs> it's huge this is such a huge thing and and becca recently did some really cool stuff inside of both our runway and altitude mastermind groups and we want to talk about it a little bit today and we're also going to show you behind the scenes of what that looks like. So I wanted to bring Becca on just to kind of tee it up. She did interviews with lots of different people, helped them with their goal setting and really kind of uh, dug in and, <laughs> and pushed them in the right direction that they needed, right? And if you've been to Flip Hacking Live, you've also seen her present. Um, two years ago, she presented on a goal setting. is absolutely amazing. And then this year, a really cool uh, presentation in 2020 that she did that built in a little bit of goal setting and a lot of like, what are you going to do? What is your plan? So, um, okay, I've talked enough. Becca, why don't you tell us a little bit about like these calls and what you did and, and how did it go? Yeah, I, I love the end of the year. Last year, you and I did a podcast together about goal setting. And that was where the genesis of this came from. Like, it's like, I'd love to do that with our members. And so I just put a post out in the group and I said, anybody want to jump on this call, like three or four members um, and, and we'll do goal setting. But I gave them homework ahead of time because I think as entrepreneurs are really great at just getting stuff done, like launching themselves down a path wholeheartedly, so much enjoyment, so much excitement, but making sure that you're on the right path, that that path actually is taking you where you want to go and you're not just running to run. So what we did was um, I, I asked them three things. I asked them to think about three things before they came into it. I said, where do you want to be in three years? Like if you're successful, if you, you can say in three years, yep, I made it. What does that look like? Um, and then where do you want to be in one year to get there? And then 
really just dialing in the focus of what's next. What's the thing you're going to focus on the first quarter of the year. And what's interesting is a lot of people spend a ton of time focused on what's next, like what's right in front of them the next 90 days. Um, But we spend the majority of our calls talking about where they wanted to get to by three years. And once we really figured that out, then the 90 day, the next 90 day piece just fell into place. Like, we didn't actually even really have to spend a ton of time talking about what was necessary for the next 90 days because we had so clearly defined that the end of this journey. Um, now you and I have both been on this journey for a while. So uh, it's, it was funny with the runway group, they're coming into it and they're fresh. They're just starting their entrepreneurial journey. And so they've got these, these huge goals and like they wanna do 5,000 things. I loved it. One of the guys said, what does success look like in three years? And he said, well, I want an intentional lifestyle because I sometimes throw myself all into things and I, I get so caught up in it that I forget to pay attention. I was like, okay, well, let's talk about business success. And he's like, you know, I want to do a hundred wholesale deals and 60 rehabs and I want a portfolio of 80,000. And I said, okay, how does this mesh with your lifestyle vision? Like if you're doing all that stuff, how does that mesh? And so I found with the runway group, it was great because they're so fired up and they're so excited about their three-year vision. I found the altitude group to be much more realistic, but also much more, um, I don't know, confident in their, in where they were going and who they are and what their superpower is. And I just, I loved it. So we're going to share with you the altitude one. because These guys have been on the journey for a couple of years and they're really moving the needle where they want the needle to go, not just where society maybe says the needle should go. I thought it was interesting because as I watched both of these, the, the one that we're going to share, the altitude, so our seven-figure altitude group, it's our high-level mastermind group. We have a seven-figure runway group, which is some of the newer folks, if you're, if you're new to our podcast or what we're doing. Um, some of the newer folks just getting started, kind of building their business, maybe have never done a deal or just done a couple deals, inconsistent. Most of them have W-2 jobs. They're not full-time, those kind of things. And our seven-figure altitude mastermind group is high-level uh, entrepreneurs, uh, flippers, wholesalers who have been doing this for a while. It's typically is their full-time job or about to be. Um, they're doing consistent deals, like one a month or so, at least 10, 12 deals a year and, uh, and growing their business. So two of these three members that you're going to hear from have been in our mastermind group for a long time. And one of them is new or newer, I should say. So it, it was, it was interesting to hear that, um, like they, they all had this idea of where they wanted to go. It was like you said, it's very clear. And when you listen to the runway members of the new folks, I even remember when I was new, I was all over the place. I wanted, I was doing lots of stuff. So I think the difference is focus. And I've heard a lot of talk about focus in the past and how important it is. And I've learned it over the past few years. Focus is like one of the number one things. And and you talk about like light can light up a room, but when it's focused down like really tight, really, really focused, it can cut glass, right? It can cut diamonds like laser. And so- when you think about this stuff, it's really, um, it's really exciting to see these three members talking. And we wanted to, uh, we we did this as a Facebook Live inside the group, an exercise for those three members, and also all of our other members to see how do you plan, what are some of the things that you can ask, and how can you figure it out. But we we wanted to kind of like let you behind the curtain and show you um, the the call and some of the things that we do inside the group. And this is one of the things that Becca just said, hey, I want to do this. And I said, hey, this is great. Like, let's let's let some other people behind the scenes and uh, and let you in on some of these conversations, so you can see how dialed in some of these folks are. Um, yeah. You know, one thing we we did this call last year that you and I did on setting our goals and things like that, and we talked a little bit before this recording, and we're going to do that again. So on the next podcast, what my plan is 
is that Beck and I will come on. We're actually going to fill out our 2021 goal sheet. Um, just like the last pad podcast I did, I went through my 2020 on the 10 items where I was, what my goals were, how I did. I did my year in review. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to write down my 2021 goals and I'm going to put them on paper. I'm going to share them on the podcast and Becca's going to do the same thing. We're going to go through it again so that we have it documented. We can go back and listen to, to it next year, just like we did this, this year. We listened to last year's and you put it out there. Like some of the things that we don't do, we don't get clear on our goals. We don't write them down. And then we definitely don't put them out to the world. So if you can do these three things, get and clear then reflect on goals, back on them. Oh, for sure. For sure. But let's, let's start on, if you haven't done this yet, you have do nothing it. to reflect back on other than what you think you want to do accomplish. Yeah. And I'll tell you, the problem is as an entrepreneur, even if you blew your goals out of the water, like three extra goals, right? Every time you, you start moving forward, you keep moving the goal line. You keep moving it down the road. And so as an entrepreneur, you're never satisfied. So you never actually look back because you didn't document it. You didn't write it down. You didn't put it out to the world. So get clear on your goals of what you want to do. Write it down. Write it down. You'll probably be like four times more, uh, more likely. I don't, what is it? I don't know. Becca's got all these it's numbers like and stats. 25% more likely if you write it down and there you go. You know, 95% if you, if you, if you put it out to the world and then actually meet with them. So write it down, give it to somebody and say, I'm putting a thing in my calendar. We're, we're going to talk about this in November. The coolest thing is I, I have a podcast. I can document this. I can go back and listen to it and it's easy to find. So figure out what your way is. Um, put it out on your Facebook page. And then a year from now, it'll memory will pop up and it'll say, one year ago, you said you were going to do this and you can just see it and look at it, right? Yeah. Um, it's funny, as I was saying that, my computer just said, uh, you have a reminder, year in review, 2020. And you can look back and see, it was like pictures and images and stuff that was just popping up. I could have clicked on it and seen it. So yeah. get clear on your goals, write it down, put it out to the world. If you put it out there, then other people will hold you accountable for it. And you can actually go back and look at it and hold yourself accountable. So um, this is what I really loved about this year. And, and I also really hated about this year mm-hmm. is when I went back and listened to it, I realized that a year ago, I was saying some of the things that I'm only just now realizing like if I had put that stuff into practice, I really would have had done better this year. Like I would have been further along uh, personally and professionally. And when I look back, I just couldn't believe it. it's like a broken record. It seems like I keep <laughs> saying the same things over and over again, but um, just like the last podcast that I recorded, I got very raw and real on that. And it, it's just, we, it's surface level stuff. Like if you really want to elicit change, you have to focus on it. You have to put your mm-hmm. energy in there and you really have to do it. So um, that's what I got. Anything else you want to share, Becca, before we kind of uh, let them in behind the scenes of the seven figure altitude group? Well, I will say it was, uh, every, each member had about 15 minutes. So we get to, I mean, it was really laser focused. Probably if I was meeting with you just one-on-one, this conversation would take an hour and a half. So I give a huge shout out to Glenn and Darren and Ronnie for, um, letting me help, help them on this journey. Uh, and I just, I love, I can't wait for you guys to hear what they came up with. Yep. And if you're interested after this of uh, checking out the seven figure altitude group, if you've been on the fence or you're like, I need this, I need Becca to push me. Uh, you can go to seven, the number seven figure altitude.com, fill out an application, uh, talk to Dave, talk to Medina, talk to the team. Uh, no pressure at all. Just jump in um, and see if it's the right fit for you. And I will tell you if, if you really want to kick off 2021 the right way, and I, I truly believe that we're going to have a great year, 2021 in the real estate world. It's going to be an interesting year. We're going to have, there's a lot of stuff going on. I feel like um, there was a lot of concern about what 2020 was going to bring. I, I feel like the low interest rates are going to stay. There's some really exciting stuff that's going to happen in 2021 for us. 
as flippers and wholesalers. So if you're in the game and you want to grow, you want to scale and you want to get around other people that, and it's interesting as you listen to kind of uh, Glenn and Darren talk, like you, you don't hear, I want to grow to be a 50 person team and $10 million in revenue. You hear the fact that they want a lifestyle business. They want a smaller team. They want to uh, keep things like tight. They want to, they want to have a very profitable business. And it's not just about growing a multi seven figure business. It's about growing the business that you want. So we can help you with that. All the members can help you. You'll see there's some amazing people in here um, that are doing some really cool big things. And I'm sure after listening to this, you're probably either thinking, I need to be a part of this. I want to be a part of this. Or you're like, this is not for me. So <laughs> if it's for you, go to sevenfigurealtitude.com, jump in, fill out an application and see if we're the right fit for you and you're the right fit for us and uh, take the next step. So, all right, here we go. All right, guys, Seven Figure Altitude Group. I hope you're joining us for this amazing live stream goal setting uh, extravaganza. We've got Darren, Ronnie, and Glenn here. And what we're going to do is we're going to spend about 15 minutes with each of them, helping them dial in what success looks like um, in the long term, in the near long term, <laughs> so that this short term one year that we're about to embark on here, we can you know, be really focused and intentional about the path forward that we're taking. And I'm excited because everyone I talk to, I, we all start with this high level three years uh, looks, you know, success, freedom looks like financial or time or whatever. And I want to really get crystal clear on that so that when it comes three years from now and you look back at your notes, you can say, yes, I did that. Not some vague thing of like, I want to be more present with my family, but what exactly does that mean? Or I, you know, I want to, I want to feel comfortable financially. Like, well, what exactly does that mean? How do you know if you hit it or not? So I think our first victim will be the first person to show up today. Darren Smith, why don't you introduce yourself, where you're at and kind of where your business is at today. Darren Smith. I live in York, Pennsylvania for five, six years. My business was entirely in Colorado Springs and Pueblo, Colorado. This spring, we purchased a business in Pennsylvania and have that is where probably two thirds, three quarters of our business has now migrated to uh, with the shutdown there. I also do light industrial commercial real estate buy and holds. And where, where are you at in that business? In that business, I currently own about $2 million worth of light industrial warehouse uh, properties. I'm under contract on about another 2 million. And my, my goal for that business, I don't know if we get to that point yet, but I want to own 10 million within the next three years. Uh, that's the perfect jumping off point. So it's three years from now. Your hard work is paying off. Mm -hmm. um, I, you guys I can't see it says happy. I'm wearing a yellow shirt and it says happy. And um, I want to kind of keep bringing the conversation back to this because this year we introduced this Freedom Award within the group. And Darren, you were a recipient of it. And I had to twist your arm to get you to apply <laughs> for it. But the more I think about it, um, I feel like that's the journey that we're on right now is like this defining what our version of freedom looks like and the happiness that that should result from that right um otherwise what's what's what are we working towards um and obviously the pursuit of happiness not not you're not guaranteed to get it so this shirt the little the backstory behind this shirt actually is that i was talking to spencer bailey about his short-term rentals and he said he made a comment he said um you know people talk about seven figure flipping what it's done and like i've made money you know i've, I've gotten financial freedom or location freedom, he said, but for me, mentally, I wasn't in the best place, you know, two years ago or three years ago. And I joined this group and through the conversations uh, and, and the, the focusing of my business, I've actually gotten happy. 
And I was like, well, that, that is a form of freedom. So I made him this t-shirt and then I obviously made one for myself. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about if you're going to get one of these t-shirts, it's three years from now. Tell me what that looks like, Darren. Happy to. Uh, it's it's two different really parts of my my business. So the the residential is almost exclusively wholesaling and flipping. On that side of the business, I, I don't have great three year goals on that. Other than I, I have I have a lot of one year goals, and we got very specific this year. I just had a coaching call with my business coach and my whole team, and so the one year you know what those goals look like. We have we have that laid out really well. I just want it to be, I have a really great uh, team. I couldn't do any of what I do without those. All my, my whole team's in Colorado. They're running most of my business in Pennsylvania. And so I want to be able to scale up a little bit more of what I have now. We have uh, four full-time uh, people and then a couple of VAs. And I think it wouldn't take much more to expand that out to a few more people. So I really want to get really good at the hiring, uh, the, the performance and those, those core values that our, our team does so well right now and being able to scale that up a little bit. And then that would allow me to let the, uh, the people that I have right now that do so well manage other people. Um, you know, I'm in the business quite a bit right now, especially on the marketing side. Uh, that's where we really struggle. So I'm, I'm a little fuzzy on the, honestly, the three year goals not from the business other than, than that, just building out on the commercial side. Wait, wait, uh, nope. Let's no. dial that in. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna get unfuzzy here. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's just you want to scale up a little bit. Let's put a number of deals on this. Something yeah. that we need to hire. Deals. I one thing I've I've uh, been pretty good at my whole life is I look at people who are uh, well ahead of me mm-hmm. uh, and what the what the career fields are, and I've changed careers a couple times because of that. You know, I, I want or don't want uh, something that people are doing, and so. I kind of uh, I think I would like a business that is in that less than 10 employee mm-hmm. range. Uh, when I see it start scaling up past that, I know it gets magnitudes of, uh, of difficulty harder. It's a it's a whole organization. So I think somewhere around seven to eight employees uh, doing 100 deals a year is about where I think would be a, a comfortable uh, position right now. Because right now we have four employees. We did 53 uh, last year. And so. I think scaling that up a little bit more, if we get some more marketing going, uh, that number could go even higher, I think, with eight employees. Yeah. And I like that, too, thinking about I see a lot of wholesalers. You and I actually talked about this recently about um, overstaffing for a number of deals. Right. Like you look, stop back and you you say, hey, you're you if you if you're doing 50 deals, you shouldn't have 10 people on your team. Right. So being cognizant of that. I like this. So three years now, eight employees, 100 deals. Um, what about you? Are you still in the visionary seat? Are you the CEO or are you in the owner's box? I'm definitely still a, a CEO. Uh, my acquisition manager is very much uh, in, a, in a bit of a COO role, uh, partially. And uh, that's a little bit by design how we have it. Mm-hmm. So I think if we were able to bring on some other acquisitions, he is you know, excellent in that role, but it takes up a lot of time. And so can't do some of those other things. So yeah, I definitely, I handle all the marketing, uh, the team meetings, the one-on-ones and just uh, books, uh, administrative type stuff. Uh, but I have been able to remove myself from AM dispositions, transaction management, lead management, uh, a lot of that type of marketing. I don't manage any of the VAs uh, or any of that stuff. But and I see this now. You still are a very active. You're still sitting in that visionary seat. You're still the CEO. You're not in the owner's box. And correct. You like that. You want to stay there. 
I, I do want to stay there. If I had to say a role, I'd like to uh, reduce a little bit more. It's I'm, I'm still very much involved in the marketing side of it. And I spend a lot of time. I mean, I'm still pulling lists, uh, you know, to send to skip trace and, and inputting things here and there. And that's a, that's a lot of you know, busier type work uh, that I, that I just don't enjoy. Uh, to be honest, I love doing the team meetings and the one-on-ones uh, and more of that, that coaching uh, side of it. Yeah. Okay. I like that. And then tell me about your commercial business. It's three years from now. You're feeling successful. Yeah. Commercial business to, to feel successful there. I have a, a cold caller who does uh, finds deals for me and I do a little bit of postcard marketing. So for me, uh, the commercial is, it's a definitely a long-term more, more wealth building play where these properties, I just want to have them, you know, sit there, uh, for, you know, as long-term rentals. I'm actually, I've actually sold off a couple of my homes just because that, that residential, uh, rental side is not something that I've enjoyed, um, or, you know, or, or, you know, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to scale that up anymore. I'm back. I'm actually scaling it down. So owning uh, 10 million in real estate, I, uh, on average, I, I do about uh, 5% net profit between principal pay down and cash flow uh, mm-hmm. for every, you know, building I have. So if I have a, a million dollar building, that's, that's 50,000 a year in profit. Uh, you know, roughly is how that works mm-hmm. so far with the two warehouses that I own. And I think the numbers on my next one that I have under contract now will be even better. So $10 million of real estate would get me 500,000 a year of net profit. And that's not counting depreciation or appreciation or anything else like that. Um, and that's a number that would, uh, that would replace everything else that I'm doing, you know, yeah. from my residential side, from my wife's income, from everything else and then some, and give us that, uh, that freedom. We need to really just be able to make any decisions that we want to make at that point. And you know what I love about this three year vision is you're you're specifically aligning with your superpowers like you mm-hmm. like the leading and the management of your wholesaling team and, and seeing them grow and developing them as people. And you also I know from talking to you that you love the deal making mm-hmm. on the, the commercial on the like commercial side. Right. So like that, that definitely fills up a bucket for you. So that, that's a great three year vision. And then personally, you've got a four month old Henry. Um what does your personal life look like? What's success look like there to get your happy shirt? Uh, so my, my happy shirt, and I, I probably should have deserved this uh, a couple weeks ago. It, it really does. It, it comes down to when, when my wife says she's happy, uh, you know, Lauren. So under, I thought a lot about the personal side of it. And, and um, I had a couple of things I kind of wrote down. I'm like, but really it just comes down to being a, you know, a supportive husband and father in that order. Um, because if I'm, uh, you know, supporting my wife, Lauren, in, in all the ways that she needs, then, you know, uh, our son, Henry, uh, you know, a lot of that kind of takes care of itself and, and, and helping out with him as part of that. So that's it. When she says, you know, wow. your wife's a doctor, just so everyone knows. So yeah, my, my wife, yes, yeah, she's a, a hospice uh, and palliative care physician. So, you know, there's definitely some some stressors and, and tough stuff that goes along with that. So allowing her the the freedom to do that when she wants it and how she wants it and and the time have have her time with Henry. That's really what I define as uh Happy. So she actually said that a few weeks ago. Wow, I've, you know, I haven't been this happy in a long time. Things are really great. Uh, you know, I'm really just enjoying this whole mother thing and the time with him more than she thought. And and uh, me being helpful in all the ways that she needs that allows her to have that time. So that's that's super vague, Darren. Give me yeah. some specifics on how you make Lauren happy. Like, what are you doing? You're looking back on this period twenty years from now. How are? What are you doing specifically to make her happy? Uh, so the, the specifics are, <laughs> yeah, um, all, all those, it's, it's a lot of little things. I'm not, uh, you know, the super 
thoughtful, romantic guy and all that, all that kind of stuff. It's just a lot of the, um, the helpful, more thoughtful things that I can do. So just anything around the house that needs on anything with, with, you know, if there is something with Henry, anything where it's, uh, you know, she doesn't have to think about a meal or those I'm really, I'm a, I like to make a, a, a list and here's the things that need to be done and I get them all done. If, if that's good and that's helpful and that takes those things off her, off her plate um, and gives her that, uh, that yeah. freedom. Um, and honestly, the financial side does help too, you know, so when I can, can, can we put some sort of um, time value around this maybe like, um, you know, you're spending yeah. five hours a week on. Yeah. Well, that, uh, so I'm, I, I usually only, uh, when I do my 12 week year goals, I try and only do things that I'm not uh, very good at already. So what I'm not, I'm not good at the part of the, the one extra thoughtful thing a week. So I'm really good at, uh, at, at tasks and helping out and changing diapers and track, you know, all those things. I, I, uh, I never have any problem with any of that. So I like to do something where, you know, maybe make a dinner that she wasn't expecting or go out to dinner or just something where I say it took me an hour to think of and get this thing done. So that's kind of what my goal is. And I struggle with it, to be honest. I'm not good at that. that I'm I'm putting this. You can change this between now and three years from now. But I'm going to say on the family front, go in that extra mile to do that one thoughtful thing a week. And then what about charity wise or, or like, do you have any other passionate things that you're passionate about that you want to make sure are fulfilled three years from now? Yeah, we, we do the, the donation stuff, but that's kind of much more passive. Uh, the, the thing that I spend most of my extra time is I run the, uh, the fundraising committee for our local rotary club mm-hmm. and that raises, you know, between 30 to $50,000 a year. It's a big golf event and there's a lot, a lot that goes into that time. So just running that committee is kind of my, my extra thing that I, uh, so let's say you're, so charitably, the rotary club raises 50 K. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's a stretch goal. We were like 41 last year. So yeah, if we raising, raising 50,000 for the rotary fundraiser, uh, event would be awesome. All right, cool. We have, oh man, one more minute left here, Darren, we're going to dial in one year. I'm probably going to need like three guys. Sorry. <laughs> Ronnie, Glenn, you have to give me, give me an extra minute or two here. Um, I like this. So just, I'm going to read this back to you. I want you to make sure that we didn't miss anything and there's nothing you want to tweak. It's three years from now. You're, you've got your wholesaling company is doing about a hundred deals with eight employees. You're still sitting in the CEO seat doing the culture and the team building um, and the visionary stuff. Um, maybe uh, your acquisition reps doing more of the COO items and you've got a marketing person taking that off your plate on the commercial side. You want to own 10 million in real estate at about 5% profit ratio, um, which will allow you to spend time with your family. And you're really going to focus on going that extra mile each week with that one thoughtful gesture. And uh, you'll pour into the Rotary Club and you will have the best year ever and raise $50,000 for them. Does that sound? That would be an awesome 2023. Okay, cool. What do you need to do in the next year? Like what's the, the, thing that you can make progress on this where do you want to focus oh gosh i so i wrote lists under under all of those where so for the team yeah it was a long list but really where it it comes two minutes so go fast is the (laughs) no no i'll keep it short because it's it's the i think getting you know we have our core values really locked in Mm -hmm. and so that hiring and and firing process and then having traction to make sure we're uh, we're 
following those core values and that were, you know, the actions that we put in place. Cause all the other things are just, Hey, things we want to get done. You know, like we want to implement Salesforce that, that can be handled under, if we have the right traction system where we're knocking mm-hmm. out the things that we need to knock out and they're in there looked at every week and 12 week year is kind of like a, a very like watered down version of, of traction is kind of what I feel. And I could be, mm-hmm. I could be off on that, but it's helpful, but we need, we need more to get to that next level. So mm-hmm. that's where I think the residential side needs is just a little bit more of that structure uh, for the actions and the projects we're working on. We had an employee this year where we had several projects he was working on and just lingered and lingered and lingered and lingered. We finally let him go. And so I think like scorecards and metrics, have you already yeah. implemented traction in your business? No, I haven't even read the book in like two years. Okay. So would that be a one year, a good one year goal, do you think for your wholesaling business? I think to implement traction, that would absolutely be a great one year goal. Okay. Cool. Let me see what else commercial. Uh, what do you got to do on the commercial front in, in the yeah. next year? Uh, commercial side. So I just went under contract literally uh, today, which has been a long process Ooh. on a, uh, another $1.4 million uh, building actually, but then I have another one I'm working on. So really getting the lease on that one and getting that closed. And then I want to contract on uh, at least another property a quarter. So contract on four other light industrial properties because, you know, things fall out, things happen. And so I think if I can contract on that many, you know, uh, through attrition, I think I'll be able to, to get the numbers that I need to, to actually close on uh, and, and hit that. Cause I, I really, I want to close at least 2 million this year to have 4 million because in the next two years, that'll give me a total of 6 million I need over the next two years. So I'd obviously be hopefully yeah. be scaling that up. So 1.4 doesn't get me to my goal. So I need to at least get one more. This is great. I, this is a very clear one year path. So implement traction. Are you going to hire an implementer or are you going to do it yourself? EOS, by the way, not traction. Traction is the book. Okay. EOS is the system. Okay. That, and I think what you just said right there tells you I don't have an answer to that because I don't even know the difference between the word. Yet. Um, yeah, I think we probably need to hire somebody. I hire. I have I have a, a personal coach, I'm a business coach. Obviously, I'm in seven figures. So no, I, I found hiring people is that's what okay. Yeah. You're going to call me after this and I'll help you on that journey. Okay. Thank you very much. All right, Darren. I feel like we got a good a good path here for you, and I'm excited to see yeah. you accomplish it. I love how uniquely tailored it is to you. That you know, the Rotary Club really focusing on pouring into your marriage, the light commercial, which is kind of your secondary niche, and then you know that your strength is leading and managing and coaching people. So you're going to pour lean into that. So that's great. So now we're going to move over to Glenn. Glenn, how yes. you doing? I'm I'm doing well. All right, Glenn, introduce yourself, where you're at, and kind of where your business is today. I'm Glenn Williams. I'm in Minneapolis-St. Paul area of Minnesota. I've been a landlord for 25 years. I've got uh, 11 doors as residential rentals. Uh, we, uh, we run a rehabbing company here, and we uh, 2020 was our best year ever for that. Not not crazy, but we re- we sold 12 rehabs this year, so... Um, so it was, it was good. We grew a lot in the last year and a half as far as numbers and, and staff and organizations. So, uh, we're going in the right direction right now. And you, you like massively tightened up your processes and good stuff, right? So, all right. Yeah. We're a lot more, we're a lot more efficient, a lot more, a lot more cost effective on everything that we're doing. So now we've, we've got a much better business going now. I love it. It's been really fun being on this journey with you the past couple of years and like, you know, just seeing what's possible through you. I mean, you've really inspired me. So um, 
I, I kind of want to start rehabbing again, but I promised people I wouldn't because I'm focusing. focusing. Yeah, no, no rehab. Um, That's okay. <laughs> All right. So, Glenn, it's three years from now. You are feeling super successful. You're wearing a happy T-shirt. You are proud to wear that T-shirt every day. In fact, I have to send you five because it's all you want to wear. Mm-hmm. Tell me what success looks like. Um, well, we, I'm, I am still active as part of the business. Okay, uh, that's still something that I'm doing. It's not. It's not something that I'm looking to move out of and sit in the owner's box. I mean, I'm still active in some capacity in the business, uh, not looking to be involved in the day-to-day tasks and activities in the business. Uh, The business runs in such a way that I don't have to be there and involved every day, uh, but I'm there involved getting things done, but the business can do transactions, handle projects, everything like that without me uh, kind of on call every day. Yeah, totally. And um, what does your team look like? Number of deals. Tell me more about that. Um, the team. I mean, pretty much the the big thing is. I mean, we want to run. We want to run a high profit business with minimal complexity. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, my team is uh, myself, a project manager, an assistant, and a virtual assistant, and pretty much in a few years' time, uh, pretty much just want to add one additional person who would be an acquisitions person. Um, looking to do, looking to rehab and sell somewhere in the range of 30 to 40 houses a year. Uh, relatively straightforward, simple business, not not crazy numbers. It's just it's straightforward once you have your processes down. Um, yeah, big, like that. yeah. Biggest challenge is just uh, getting the deals and making that work. But but I mean, Do you once, have a target profit per deal average. Um, uh, we're I mean, profit per deal somewhere in the thirty to thirty thirty five range, something like that. I did. I did have an epiphany when putting together the one year. I know we're not there yet, but it's like if we can get better funding on the deals, that'll pay for an acquisitions person. Mm. So, so it's so it's like wait, if I get this part done, it'll pay for this person, so I can back out of that because I do acquisitions currently. Yeah, right. I love it. Okay, so um, I feel like you've painted a really clear picture. You said you had two full time two full time people and two assistants. Uh, two full-time, well, two full-time people and a virtual assistant. And one. So, yeah, so it's myself, myself, two others, and a virtual assistant. Okay, okay. And, and, and the, the biggest thing, honestly, when, when looking at what it looks like in the future, what the business looks like in the future, too, is, I mean, whenever I hire, I hire someone, I want to make sure we're taking care of them and that we will be there for them I mean, they're there for us we'll be there for them too so i mean any any time i'm looking at workload and stuff like that i don't want anyone stretched to capacity i mean i always i always want it to be a little not completely stress-free but as stress-free as possible with flexibility and everything like that so we're taking care of them while they're taking care of the business 
Right. And that's super interesting, right? Because when you start this entrepreneurial journey, it's like a little bit of a pants on fire all the time thing, right? Like I'm just going to work, I'm going to work hard. But then um, you're like, I, I think about this too. Wouldn't it be nice to work in a place where we show up, we know what's expected. We operate like ninjas and then we get to enjoy the rest of our lives instead of feeling stressed down all the time. <laughs> yep. And having the flexibility and I mean, extra vacation time, this, that, and the other thing. I mean, I want them to have a fantastic life too. So yeah. I want that while we're all working together. And that's one of the reasons why our, our goal volume isn't a crazy huge number. It's like, we can all do very, very well and have very good lives and enjoy ourselves on a lower number than, than some of the numbers that get tossed out there. Man, I love that. So that's exciting to me. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> about this vision. All right. What else? Um, what's important to you on the personal side? Uh, personal side, again, it's the, it's the ability to not have to be involved in the day-to-day -day business. I mean, we, my wife and I love traveling. So, mm -hmm. uh, we, we, I mean, this year has been an anomaly, but usually we would be trying to travel quite a bit. And well, let's put some numbers around that. What, let's assume you've gotten to where you need to get. How much are, are you and Kelly traveling? Um, well, first off, we it, we live in Minnesota and winter sucks here. So we, so so we do want to snowbird. We want to have a second mm -hmm. house somewhere south. Um, How so, much time would you spend in that house? Um, probably half the year. Okay. That, Is there any other travel, um, you know, um, when you're looking back at this? Well, it's, a, it's important for us when, when Kelly and I are kind of disconnecting from the day-to-day -day business and stuff like that, getting away for like an, a weekend each month, just go someplace in addition to our bigger travel that we like to take, but, um, but on a kind of consistent basis, being able to get away for a weekend each month and just kind of, unplug from everything going on in life so she and i take the take the dogs and hop in our camper and we're off going, we go. we're going camping glenn me and you exactly i'm i'm waiting for you to come up we got space for you <laughs> yeah i'll when it's not december in minnesota <laughs> good call um awesome okay i love it so um what about uh you you talk about building this company culture of awesomeness can you put some quantification around that three years from now? How will you know that you've built this awesomeness? Um, I mean, the culture is tough. I mean, but it's, I mean, it's people, people buying in, people enjoying it, people kind of doing what they, what they need to, for us to have the success we want to in the business, but also being able to see them have, have the vacations, have the time away with the family and, and enjoying things like that. It's not something it's, it's hard to quantify. Cause I mean, it's, yeah. it's more of a feel thing than a, um, than a numeric type thing, but I, I, I want them to be able to lead good lives too and lead, lead high quality lives, not work to the bone. It's like work works a secondary thing. I mean, people should be enjoying their lives. So uh, putting things in place to allow them to do that, but there's, it's hard to quantify. Yeah. I'd, I'd love maybe spend some time after this. If you come up with something like, I think all of us don't, none of us want to be uh, slave drivers, right? We, we want to say we've built a great culture, but how does that manifest? How do we get our feedback 
uh-huh. know that we've built that. So, Glenn, if you think of something, let me know. Uh, is there anything else aside from, okay, so let me just read this back to you and, and you can tell me if we've, there's one other piece we need to put in here. So three years from now, you're active, you're the active CEO owner, CEO owner, you're the active <laughs> CEO and um, you've, you've got the operations covered. You've got the feedback loops in place so that you don't have to necessarily be involved in the day to day, but you're still keeping a very close pulse on it. Um you're running a high profit, minimal complexity business, which looks something like 30 to 40 deals per year in the 30 to $35,000 profit. And it's you and a team of three other full-time people and a VA. You've built this amazing culture where you uh, work to live, not live to work. And personally, you and Kelly are traveling six months out of the year, usually to somewhere warm. Is there anything else that's important to you in this life you're building? Um, the, there is. I mean, I've got my side business project that we're starting to launch here, but uh, and th- that's helping people with their real estate projects and uh, mm-hmm. real estate up upfront planning, project management stuff that people seem to really struggle with. I mean, I do want I do want to do that for more people just because people struggle so much at it. And how much time are you spending each week on this? Uh, we're not there yet. We're we're busy in our core business. Well, it's I mean, not, three years well, from now. Oh, oh, three years. Yeah. Oh, three, three years from now. That's a separate company. We would probably have we would probably have two employees in that one. Okay. Um. But still, my involvement would be, I don't know, maybe 10 hours a week in that. Okay. All right. That's great. So so this kind of fills up the mentoring side of things, right? You'd be helping mentor and teach and, and running this a secondary business to teach people essentially project management. Um, you got two employees and you're working in that about 10 hours a week. Um, how much do you think you're, how many hours a week do you think you're working in your other company? Um, point. probably 10 hours a week. Okay. All right. So what do you need to do in the next 12 months in order to move the needle on this awesome three year vision? All right. So how much time do we have? No, <laughs> no, uh, kind of looking at it. It's the biggest challenge for us right now is, is on the upfront side of the equation on the project management and on the doing the rehabs and stuff like that we're getting really dialed in on getting that part done we just need more leads need more deals in the pipeline so i mean that includes um getting a stronger more consistent marketing plan and campaign in place uh really dialing in the kpis so we know what we're getting how much we're getting where we sh- should be putting more resources, um, improving our follow-up processes to deal with the leads after the fact once they come into our pipeline. Um, let's see. Uh, one of the things that I I alluded to it when I was putting together the one-year goals here was we get better bank funding. I can afford. I mean mm. that that will pay for the pay for having an acquisitions person on staff so it's getting our tax returns done 
in January or end of January mm-hmm. as early as in as possible in the year so I can work with the local banks because this year was our best year ever. So right. um, so yeah. we should be able to work with the banks there and have a much better profile coming out of this year compared to last year. And then I and love then, that like, tweaking efficiency, right? Finding money in the operations. And then uh, hopefully we get that stuff taken care of in the second half of this year second half of 2021 we're actually doing the hiring of an acquisitions person to bring them on and can um for this better funding tell me what that looks like give me a number around the funding interest rate or points or whatever well um kind of what we're looking at with with a couple small banks i've already talked to is interest rates can be somewhere in the five percent range and half a point compared to 10% and a point and a half. So um, now they won't fund the whole, they won't fund a whole 100% of the purchase. They may only fund 75%, so you need some gap funding in there, which I have access to. Uh, right. but, but pretty much it brings your blended rate of financing from the 12. 12, 12% rate down to six to 7% of a blended rate. So on every project, you're probably saving somewhere in the range of five to $7,000. Cool. So would it be fair to say in the next year, your plan looks something like getting your tax returns done and moving forward on the financing piece, then dialing in your KPIs, also, consistent marketing has to happen kind of in parallel, right? So that by the second half of the year, you can bring on this acquisitions person. Yep, that's correct. I mean, I, as I said earlier, I want to make sure people are taken care of. So I need to make sure that we're getting the leads coming in and everything coming in to take care of, have them there for the acquisitions person. And what's your um, minimum viable product on like how many rehabs you need to do this year? Well, how many do we need to? We we want to we want to be in the twenty to thirty range. Okay. Awesome. I think this is fantastic. I mean, you came very prepared, but that was beautiful. That was such a great clear picture of success. And I love how you really just like Darren's, this was very custom tailored to you and what lights you up and what makes you excited and what you need to feel like your bucket is full. So was good. Thank you. Yep. The the only thing I didn't say is in three years, I want to be Darren Smith. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Glenn Williams sounds like a pretty awesome person to be. He's okay. (laughs) Awesome. All right, Ronnie, are you ready? So Ronnie is just came home from the hospital with his baby girl, Vivian. uh, And I cannot wait. Why don't you introduce yourself where you're at, where your markets and what your business looks like right now? Yeah, my name is Ronnie Masadi. Um, based in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, my wife and I both work in the business full time together. Uh, we do uh, primarily rentals and uh, flips. So I uh, always say kind of our rentals are our retirement plan and our flips are kind of what keeps uh, food on the table for us. So um, this year, we'll close out with uh, we have about 40 doors and we have, uh, I think we finished out with like 12 flips and then 
next year or 2021 we're trying to uh, add another 15 doors uh to make the three-year mark of having around 75 or 80 um and uh you know we're going to probably replace a couple of uh you know underperforming ones in there so uh and then for flips uh in 2021 we want to do 20 and then keep that around uh 20 to 25 consistently uh you know to the three-year mark so um kind of similar goals as glenn as far as the flips are concerned um and then um can we go back to the um 80 doors yeah, on your rental? Kind of what is a mm-hmm. what's that how's that performing your rentals let's say it's three years from now you've got 80 doors how's that on cash flow what does that look like to you um you know ideally it would be anywhere from 16 to twenty thousand a month after paying property management uh we are currently managing everything ourselves um, but in order to uh, grow, uh, we have kind of determined we have to take our our thumb off that as hard as it may be um, in order to grow. Just, you know, for instance, when we were in the hospital this weekend, you know, I was answering 10 emails about stuff. So um, it, it, in order to grow and, and to work this hard that we do to align with our goals personally of, you know, having the ability to travel and, and spend time with our kids and stuff. It's just something that in 2021, we've made the decision that we're going to have to move away from managing our own stuff and, and focus on, more, uh, you know, revenue generating activities. Got it. Okay. And the 20 to 25 rehabs, it's three years from now. What's your, mm-hmm. do you have an average uh, profit target for those? Yeah. So currently uh, we're sitting at about 20,000, per deal, uh, which is low. And, uh, you know, when we, when we first joined seven figure and kind of started a deep dive and stuff, uh, one of the determinations we came up with is we're spending almost $200,000 annually in wholesale. Um, although a few of the wholesalers that we source most of our deals from are very, very close friends. Um, and we will still continue to buy, uh, we have set the goal for 2021 to, and moving forward uh, for three years to source half of those off market ourselves. Uh, so, you know, again, sounding a lot like um, Glenn, we, we've in the last two months started marketing uh, ourselves, uh, you know, with no intention to ever wholesale, just, you know, keep the, the deals for ourselves that, that we, uh, you know, either as rentals or uh for flips and uh so at least source half of our deals off market ourselves so you know to to get that done uh we're gonna have to continue to dial in our marketing and at some point probably the end of the year uh bring on someone that can assist with some acquisitions and what does your team look like right now it's just you and your wife or do you have help uh it's my wife myself we do have a va and we have two um, full-time contractors that are, they are not, they're 1099s to us, but they exclusively work for us um, for our rehabs and rentals. So um, that, that's probably going to have to grow as well to at least bring on a, a full-time office assistant. Um, so mm-hmm. when we can travel and do that kind of stuff to, uh, 
take some of the stuff away that we're doing again non-revenue generating stuff as far as uh working on uh you know turning utilities on scheduling various subs or materials that type of stuff got it so uh it's three years from now you say you and your wife are right now you and your wife are pretty much the prime movers in your business right um right yep brand new baby. Um, and so I assume you probably want a little bit more time freedom. So define what that looks like. It's three years from now. You've made the the key hires that allow you some time freedom. What does that look like? Yeah. So it, um, you know, allows us, you know, where the the business will continue to run, even though we do want to say as a day to day part of it, um, if we do want to travel, uh, you know, a week, a month, which is our goal. We do not want to, uh, you know, for instance, if we, if we both if we were at Disney world with our kids and left our phones in our hotel for the day, you know, we don't, we don't want to come back to like 30 text messages each and 20 answered emails that, you know, we, you know, oh, we weren't able to work today because of this, that, or the other. So, um, you know, that would entail bringing on again, that, assistant that you know kind of could double as a project manager as well okay um so i like that that's some time freedom there traveling one week a month with your wife obviously having the financial income in order to do that um is there anything else that's very important to your life that you're building towards like uh, any charity or any personal um things or time with kids yeah um part, part of our um our goal um, is to purchase a vacation home. We, we live in Lexington, Kentucky, where um, our winters are not anywhere as bad as uh, like Glenn was speaking about, but um, it does get relatively cold here in the winter. And we uh, previously lived in Ta- uh, Tampa, St. Pete area. So we're looking to buy a vacation home down there in the next year that we can uh, generate some revenue on, you know, Airbnb or VRBO, and then uh, as well use as a second home that we can oh, like ideally that. work from remotely if, you know, uh, that's what we decide where our, our kids would still be able to spend time outdoors in the winter and, um, you know, not be cooped up, so to speak. I used to live in Safety Harbor. I miss it. There, <laughs> I love that area. area. <laughs> but I, I, uh, I do miss Florida, especially in January. That's the best time of year. All right. That's right. So yeah. that's this, right. Uh, this three-year vision to you. And you can see if it's complete or if there's anything you want to add to it. Right. So this is it's three years from now. You're feeling like you're you're successful. Joining this group was the best thing you ever did. Have jumping on this call was the second best thing you ever did because it helped you lay out this amazing roadmap. So you've got 80 doors. They are cash flowing sixteen thousand dollars a month. And a property management company is managing the day to day of them. You're still doing asset management of them. You're doing about 20 to 25 rehabs a year at around, let's say, $20,000 a deal as the minimum. Um, You've got you've hired at least one more person to help take on the day to day kind of office administrative duties. Um, You and your wife are able to travel with your family one week a month or, you know, just the two of you (laughs) should the mood strike. And um, you've you've got a vacation home down in St. Pete that you're either traveling to yourself or you're. Uh, doing a short-term rental with it. Does this feel like a pretty complete picture of success in three years? It does. All right, cool. 
So what do you need to do in the next one year to move the needle uh, on that three-year vision? What do you, where do you need to focus? Uh, we need to dial in on uh, a couple key hires as well as uh, uh, consistent and uh, well-tailored marketing as well as uh, continue to interview property management companies. Uh, and I think we're down to about three to make uh, a decision with the, to give the majority of our portfolio away. Cool. So let's, let's get more specific on these um, key hires. What are you thinking? Uh, the key hire would, you know, kind of our, our short term need would be somebody that, uh, is good at acquisitions, um, maybe more starting as a project manager that could at least be able to walk a property and, you know, determine what what repairs and stuff cost. And then whether I had to take over the negotiation or that person could, you know, be trained into, uh, you know, being able to put something under contract at that point. And then the next hire exactly. after that Wait, let me be, dial into that for a second. Um, is sales, the acquisition, the negotiation, is that something you feel like you're really good at? That's a strong suit of yours? I feel like I'm pretty good at it. Um, I kind of got my start in this business. I worked for a wholesaler um, mm -hmm. kind of part-time um, while I did some rehabs on the side and then you know, decided I got into the business. And, and the, the, the wholesalers are still one of my very best friends in the world. Um, so I feel like I, I'm very good at the sales side. Uh, I don't particularly like doing it that much. <laughs> um, I'd rather kind of be the visionary behind it. Yeah, they're, they're two separate people. So before you hire someone, you need to get really clear on what exactly like the success is for that role and what their mission is. So if it's just someone to go out and walk, see a bunch of properties, put numbers together so you can be the salesperson and acquire it. That's one role. If it's someone who's actually going to go out and do the sales and the negotiating and, you know, that likes to hunt, that's a different person. So which one are you thinking? Right. Yeah. Ideally it would be someone that's, you know, going to do the hunting and the follow-up, um, you know, obviously they should be able to estimate repair costs and that, and that type of thing. But yeah, I mean, based on, Kind of what I what I already know and what you kind of already clarified, you know, uh, when Glenn was talking earlier about the follow up and stuff that that's so key in, in all of sales. I think it's like ninety nine percent of deals are closed after you know seven touches or, or you know. So that's just something when you're at kind of the CEO's chair, you're not going to be able to do all day every day. So um, yeah, for some clarity on that, that that salesperson does need to be. Uh, the one hunting and landing the deals. And then our next hire would be somebody that's uh, kind of more of an admin that can also, um, you know, probably do some materials ordering and, you know, assisting and scheduling some, some stuff and stuff like that in there to assist me when generally yeah. I oversee all of our projects. Cool. I like it. And so uh, then you have consistent marketing is your second thing to feed that salesperson. Um, I don't think we won't dig too much into that, but that's definitely something we do our accountability groups. And that might be something that you set as one of your 12 week mm -hmm. goals is like to get 
I don't know, a hundred appointments in the next 12 weeks. Right. And then you figure out what marketing right. you need to get to that. Um, and then interview a property management company. And I guess, to, so would you want to turn over your whole portfolio in the next year? Um, we've interviewed a couple property management companies and I think it's probably best to take a portion of it to see how it works out, you know, and, and I think we're going to start with 10 with a company that we've, um, spoken several times with here locally. Um, and that's how it works out and we can, you know, always give them more. And then if, if it doesn't work out, you know, it's a lot easier to take over, you know, or, or move 10 rather than 40. So, uh, some of the ones that aren't as long-term that, you know, we don't have a great relationship with, um, you know, there's some folks that, you know, we've had in properties three or four years that require very, very little. They pay every month. They, they don't complain. Um, they require very little maintenance assistance. And then those that maybe do require a little bit more handholding would probably be the first ones we're going to give away. Yeah. All right, good. So then let me tell, let me read back to you your one year and see if this makes sense. So in the next year, you are going to sure. focus on consistent marketing um, so that it will allow you to hire a salesperson um, who you probably also want to hunt as well. You don't want them just sitting waiting for the appointments. Uh, then you're going to focus on hiring an admin to start building out those processes. And you're going to offload 10 of your prop your rental properties to a property management company and start that process. You also want to purchase a vacation home in the St. Pete, Tampa area. That's, That's success right. for next year. That's 2021. That's, that success for 21. Oh, you guys are so good. That was great. You came, you came ready to play. All right. So I'm going to give you homework at the end of this call. And for anybody listening, I would love to hear uh, your homework as well. I would like you to write this down and send it back to me, but I want you to give me two numbers. The first number is your minimum viable product for one year and your minimum viable product for three years. So this is like, this is the, the lowest bar that if you get over this bar, you'll still say it was a good year. If heaven forbid COVID round two happens like, <laughs> or some other craziness, the minimum viable success metric for next year and for three years. And then I want you to give me your second number, which is like, ideally I'd love in a perfect world. This is where I'd love to be in one year. And this is where I'd love to be in three years. And with all that being said, appreciate you guys showing up. Cannot wait to see this come to fruition. I, I know that you all have the tenacity and the willpower to make this happen uh, and the brains, honestly. <laughs> so looking forward to seeing it come to fruition. Thanks. What if you could raise $500,000 of private capital in the next 30 days to fund your real estate deals? How would that change your business? How would that change your life? I've put together a 30-day challenge that will walk you through how to get access to all the private funding you'll ever need at incredibly low interest rates on your terms when you need it. It's called the 500K Challenge. This is the same system I've used to raise over $15 million the past few years. And you're not just going to learn how to raise it. You're going to actually start finding this money yourself within the next 30 days as you go through the challenge. This is the single most important skill any real estate investor needs to have, whether you're flipping houses, buying multifamily properties, wholesaling, or anything else. Jump in and start raising private money now at 500kchallenge.com. I'll see you guys on the inside.